Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for a Thursday Steelers injury report as we prepare for the Steelers to face the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday in Week 10 at Heinz Field, 425 p.m. kickoff. That's right, not 1 o'clock anymore, so fix your original schedules if you had purchased one of those magnets for your refrigerator. It's not a 1 o'clock kick, it's a 425, so make sure you make those adjustments. But here we are talking about this Thursday. November 12th injury report. And boy, is it interesting on both sides. Now, yesterday I kind of gave a little bit of a rundown of the Bengals, but nothing official. At the time that I recorded that podcast, the Bengals had not released their official injury report. But on Thursdays and Fridays, I always wait till I have both teams because I feel like Thursday is the most important day as it pertains to these injury reports. Why? because this is where you can really see how players are trending. And then by the time Friday rolls around, you get the official game status, and therefore you kind of get a really good feel as to what's happening with that particular player. With that said, let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they were on Wednesday, and then where they are on Thursday. And then we'll talk about some evaluations, trending players, and things of that nature. Just to recap on Wednesday, the following players did not practice, but it was not injury-related. They got the day off. That was Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, Eric Ebron, and Stefan Tuitt. Juju Smith, Ju- easy for me to say. Juju Smith Schuster did not practice with a knee injury. Mike Hilton did practice full participant with a shoulder. Derek Watt was a full participant with his hamstring. Tyson Alawalu was limited with a knee. Isaiah Bugs did not practice with his ankle. That was Wednesday. Now let's go to Thursday. All the players that were not injury related that missed. We're back to full participation. Juju Smith-Schuster that did not practice with a knee was back to full participation. Derek Watt was a full participant for the second straight day. Tyson Alawalu was limited for a second straight day. Isaiah Bugs returned to practice as a limited participant and unbelievably, uh, this is frustrating. Unbelievably frustrating is what I was going to say. Mike Hilton was downgraded from a full participant on Wednesday to a limited participant on Thursday. And a new name perked up on the list, and that was none other than rookie running back Anthony McFarland did not practice on Thursday with an illness. That's right. The last time we heard that was last Friday when Vance McDonald missed practice with an illness. Uh, He obviously tested negative at the time. Turns out he was COVID positive. If the Steelers are smart, they send Anthony McFarland home and he stays away from the team until he has no more symptoms and or he tests negative for X number of days. With that said, with him being a rookie, it's not looking really good for him to be participating this week. As for Mike Hilton, not trending in the right direction. When you go from full participation Wednesday and then you go to limited on Thursday, We'll see what Friday has in store for Hilton, but it's not looking good for him. And I would even say that Tyson Alualu is a limited participant. It's not looking very good for him either. Unless he's a full participant on Friday, I would not expect him to play. The player that's really worth looking uh, at, in my opinion, is Isaiah Bugs. If he can be a full participant on Friday, I think that he'll play. We will see. But really, for the most part, Juju Smith-Schuster back being full means that he probably just got a glorified day off with his knee injury on Wednesday. Derek Watt looks like he's good to go. And then all those players that missed due to not injury related reasons. Well, they're just fine. As for the Cincinnati Bengals, let's take a look at their Wednesday report first, and then we'll compare it to Thursday, November 12th report. Wednesday's report had cornerback Mackenzie Alexander. He did not practice with an illness. Defensive tackle Geno Atkins did not participate. Is not injury related. Keep that in mind. 
Offensive tackle Bobby Hart did not practice with a knee. Um, halfback Joe Mixon. They haven't listed as a halfback. Who calls it a halfback anymore? Anyways, it's a running back. Joe Mixon did not participate with a foot. Cornerback Darius Phillips with a groin did not participate. Offensive tackle Jonah Williams with a stinger was limited. Trey Hopkins with a concussion was a full participant. And then running back, I'm not sure how to say last name Perrine was a knee, was a full participant. So let's now fast forward to today, Thursday. And believe it or not, their list, the Bengals list, has actually grown. Cornerback Mackenzie Alexander misses for a second straight day with an illness. That is interesting. Most of the time, you don't see players miss more than one day with an illness, yet he missed on Thursday, did not practice. Geno Atkins, again, did not participate, not injury-related. This is also interesting. I'm not sure if there's something going on in his personal life, but he did not participate, not injury-related. Bobby Hart, offensive tackle, did not participate for the second straight day with a knee. Joe Mixon did not participate for a second straight day with a foot. Darius Phillips with a groin again did not participate. Now, Jonah Williams with a stinger was limited. Trey Hopkins with a concussion was full. Perrine, the halfback with a knee, was full. John Ross pops up on the, he's a wide receiver, pops up on the list as with a foot injury. He was limited. And LaShawn Sims, a cornerback, was limited with a concussion. So you have players like uh, Mackenzie Alexander, who's missed a second straight day with an illness. You look at Geno Atkins not being a practice. You look at Bobby Hart, the tackle, not practicing for two straight days. Uh, You look at a player like Joe Mixon, who I I talk about him. You can check it out on Friday morning, my Let's Ride podcast, where I talked about how he is one of those players. You know, everyone talks about the unknown of Roethlisberger status. With Joe Mixon, he is a dynamic running back. He has had performances where he's been really, really good against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and If he's not in the lineup, it's not that Gio Bernard can't get the job done, but playing the Bengals without Joe Mixon, it's an easier task than if he were in the lineup. I'm not saying it's make or break, that he is a deal breaker for the Steelers' defense one way or the other. It's just one less weapon that you would have to concern yourself with. The Bengals have to concern themselves with the fact that Mixon missed the two games prior to their bye week and still has yet to return to practice. As of right now, he is not trending in the right direction to play. We shall see what Friday has in store for the talented young running back. Let's take a look at the Steelers injury report once again and kind of draw some conclusions here. It looks like Derek Watt, barring a setback, is going to be back. That's good news for the special teams unit, especially after the special teams unit got gashed on more than one occasion on Sunday in Dallas. So that's good news. Um, Again, with Alawalu and Hilton, if they could get those two players back on the field on the defensive side would be absolutely gargantuan. Isaiah Bugs being back would at least help because if you don't have Alawalu and you don't have Bugs and you don't have Wormley, then you're relying on Henry Mondo and rookie Carlos Davis. And it's not that those players haven't been doing a decent job. It's that they're not the same type of player. Why have the Steelers been gashed in the run? When did it start? when Tyson Alawalu went down. So keep that in mind throughout this whole time period, especially if you're looking at the run defense and wondering what's going on. But Juju Smith-Schuster should be back. He seems to be Ben Roethlisberger's number one target. I find that a lot of times quarterbacks, when they have to miss practice for whatever reason, the player that they look for the most is the one that they're most comfortable with. So in this case, Roethlisberger has the most repetitions, the best rapport with Juju Smith-Schuster. And so maybe that's a good sign if you're a fantasy football owner out there and you're wondering who should I or who shouldn't I start in this upcoming week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, some will point to Ben Roethlisberger's game against Cleveland. I forget what year it was, 
where he had a foot or ankle injury and he was basically it was week 17. I think they, they didn't need him. So Landry Jones got the start on the first series. I think the first drive Jones goes down with a, an injury to his ankle. Roethlisberger gets put in and throws for over 400 yards. It was insane. I saw Bruce Gradkowski on Twitter the other day who said that them saying he got no snaps was generous. He made it sound like Roethlisberger was just getting treatment every single time they practiced. Wasn't even out there that much. Um, knew he probably wasn't going to play. Still goes out there, throws for 400-plus yards against Cleveland. Now, that was a pretty bad Cleveland team that year, but still, it does go to show that Roethlisberger is a gamer. I think it's safe to say he could be labeled as a gamer. He's someone that steps up even when people have counted him out, and he plays well. So we shall see. As for Roethlisberger and the four players, that's Ben Roethlisberger, Vince Williams, Jalen Samuels, and Gerald Hawkins, who are on the COVID-19 list. They should be getting notification Friday at some point, whether they should be able to return on Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll get taken off the COVID list. We'll be able to return to the team, and they'll have to be able to go through walkthroughs and stuff of that nature. But when it comes to physical repetitions, not many physical reps on the defensive side with Vince Williams being out. You figure Avery Williamson, the newly acquired inside linebacker from the New York jets is going to get a lot of reps. He's going to get a lot of experience, even if it's just this week in practice. So not necessarily a horrible thing. We know Vince Williams knows what he's doing. It gives Avery Williamson a chance to get his feet wet in a practice setting before going out there and playing at Heinz field on Sunday. So that's it. That's the Thursday injury report for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals as they prepare for their first matchup of this 2020 regular season. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. This will be the Steelers' third division game. They're 2-0 and in the division so far, beating Cleveland and Baltimore. Cleveland at home, Baltimore on the road. This will be a test. Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense are tough. We'll talk about it on Friday. Make sure you check out my Let's Ride podcast tomorrow morning, Friday morning, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And that's not just my podcast, but all of our podcasts on the platform, wherever you listen, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. If you want to follow us on YouTube, go to youtube.com, search BTSE Steelers Radio and subscribe to the channel. And as always, behindthesteelcurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. In the meantime, folks, I'll see you tomorrow, Friday, for another Steelers injury report. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of said website. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers.